Everybody out there, I got to try the Quest 3 and we're here to talk about it. Welcome to the Full Dive Gaming Podcast, which is brought to you by Asterian Products, our VR, AR accessory, sponsor companion has been with us from the beginning. They make VR stands, play space mats, and if you use code FULLDIVE10 on Amazon, you're going to save 10% off their products. If you're new here, I'm Jay Brad. I'm a VR YouTuber. I'm Matt Bratt, a VR enthusiast who is very excited for VR updates. And I'm Lipnox VR, an individual that is extremely jealous that Jay Brat has been playing the Quest 3 already, and I'm just sitting here missing out, just just getting all the details I can. <laughs> <laughs> we're here to keep you up to date in the VR realm. Today, this is a special discussion. Uh, we're gonna talk about questions. We've found some on the Discord that people have just been throwing around, like, hey, what, what do you think is gonna be this on the Quest 3? I was in New York last two weeks ago, and I got to try press demo style. So this isn't like I don't have one yet. I'm not doing whatever I want with it. But I did get to test it out from there. What are some questions we got here? <laughs> so Shavedog247 asks, is there an official JBrat promo discount code for buying a Quest 3? And I'm also very curious about that. because I know no, they did the no. $100 or something or $50 <laughs> back if you bought a Quest 2 in the first period of time. I think there was still I think there's still device referrals, actually. There is referrals, so we can probably drop mm. a referral code, although I might be maxed out on referral credit. So it might have to be a Lipnox custom discount code we'll Ooh. have to drop in the Discord on uh on the pre-launch day. So I think that gets you $30 and then the person who gave you the code gets $30. So I think that's your that's only option as far as that goes. But yeah, you have to be careful. You have to make sure that you like go to the link before you activate the quest though. So yeah, as long as that's still going for quest three, we'll make sure we get some sort of code for you to check out there. Sweet. All right. And our good old friend Chili's 94 who has a bunch of questions that we haven't answered, but we will eventually asks. <laughs> Does the Quest 3 feel lighter than the Quest 2? Is it worth upgrading for casual VR users or just for hardcore users? So I think that's a big question overall is how does it feel? What is it like? So I'll break some of that down real quick here. Uh, first thing you get it in your hands, you don't really notice a weight difference off the bat. It technically supposedly weighs six more grams than the Quest, but most of us with our Quest 2s have so many accessories on them by now that they weigh way more. <laughs> It feels like it weighs about what a stock quest two does. But the thing is when you put it on your head, the way the new strap is designed, the balance of it, and the fact that the weight is closer to your face because the whole headset is thinner, it doesn't feel as heavy. Because when you turn your head to the side, it's not like you have that elephant trunk kind of thing hanging off your face anymore and you feel it shake and you feel it shake. It's closer. The center of gravity is closer to the center of your head. So it feels a lot lighter, even though it's not actually any lighter. For the second half of that question, I think anyone who goes from a Quest 2 to a Quest 3 is not going to regret it at all. We'll break down more as we go into the questions of why all those things are. But overall, from the Quest 2 to the Quest 3, it feels like a significant step up. From the Quest Pro, I will warn you, it feels a bit more more sidesteppy. There is still mm. some things that are better, but there's some things you don't have. And so for me, who's been using a Quest Pro quite a bit, it was like, oh, this is still good, but it didn't feel like the night and day difference a Quest 2 owner is going to have. Good to know. Block asks, is there a noticeable increase in the field of view over the Quest 2 with the new 
lenses. It feels like it's the Quest Pro lenses. It feels like it's the same mm. ones. Same which thing? supposedly, yeah, it, it looks and seems like it's exactly the same ones the way they put them in there. And that means a little bit more field of view, but I don't think it's going to be like, a, oh my gosh, I see everything I didn't see. You're just going to get in. You're going to notice the clarity first thing. And then you're going to be like, oh, it feels like I'm getting a little bit more space on the sides. I can see a bit more than I did, but it's not like going to a PC VR headset that has a huge field of view versus the Quest 2. Is it kind of like, because I know in the Quest Pro, for me, it kind of feels like the field of view for like vertical is kind of cut off. Does it feel kind of like that too with the Quest 3? I didn't notice that, but even though the thing about the Quest 3 versus the Pro is the lenses are overall closer to your eyes. So mm. you're seeing through them a little bit better. I feel like you're just getting a little bit more field of view all around because of that. But it's definitely, we're going to have to get some measurements once people actually get them in, you know, some of the through the lens measurements, because it's not a huge difference. It does feel like it's better though. It kind of reminds me of how I wear my Quest 2 where I don't have the mm -hmm. facial interface. So the lenses are way closer mm -hmm. to my eyes. Like I can blink and my eyelashes touch the lenses. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I try to wear the facial interfaces, I'm just like, wow, the screen is so small now. It's mm -hmm. a completely different scale. And I'm like, what, <laughs> you know, what's what's Quest 3 going to be doing that I, you know, is this, is this, if it's even bigger, am I just going to see just like my entire eyes are just going to be this entire screen? That's going to be pretty, pretty epic if I wear <laughs> do, it as close as, close as do that. Do you think you're, do you think you're going to continue with the no facial interface on it? I, I don't know. It sounds like the way they've designed the headset, you don't even have to have it pressured against your face. So maybe it won't be an issue and I just keep it on. But I mean, if I can take it off, I probably will anyways, because I like being able to see the floor below me and it doesn't take me out of the immersion to, to have that. But I don't know, maybe because mm -hmm. of color pass through and everything, maybe I will just be like, oh, I don't even I want I want the immersion. I don't want to see anything below me. I can do it with the headset. But uh, speaking of seeing things, though, with the pass through, uh, another question here, same person. Can you read a phone screen in the pass-through? And I'm just going to add to this. What level of clarity are we talking? You know, it, I'm assuming that you can use the phone in the pass-through, but can you actually like functionally use the phone in the pass-through instead of just looking at it and seeing a text message? The pass-through was good enough that I didn't even feel the need to take the headset off for any reason. I huh. want at one you point pulled my phone. Yeah, I pulled up my phone to see, okay, how, because you're, you're in it at first and you're like, wow, this looks really good. Again, this was press demos, so they probably had great lighting. They probably had mm -hmm. this, you know, staged in a way that made it look as good as possible. But like when the person was talking to me, there was never an urge to like pull the headset up and be back in the real world. I felt like I was just looking through seeing people. I didn't see the distortion where cameras align together like you do on the Quest 2 or the yeah. Quest Pro. I was able to see my phone just fine through it. I was able to type back. I The only thing that I kind of think you would notice is if you were holding something really close, that might be the one time you're like, oh, I, I want to pull my headset up and look at something close up. But on your phone, you could still see it all. And like, it was so funny because when I was looking back at some of the video, like the person was talking to me, talking to me, and I'm just mm -hmm, nodding my head like it's a normal conversation through this headset. It's not like even on the Quest Pro when someone's doing that, it still feels like, oh, I'm looking through a headset. This person, mm. it felt a lot like I was just looking at them. It was hmm. shockingly good. Hmm. Wow. Uh, so to add again to this, does the depth sensor make any significant difference to pass through? Not in the way that how it looks. It does when it comes to in game, because now that it can sense not only where your room is, it can sense 
where a chair is. It can sense where there's an object. So some of the games actually, like a, you were chasing a little alien, you're trying to shoot them. They would hide behind a chair in your room oh. because it sensed that chair was there and sensed there was floor space around it and was able to have them hide behind it and duck and up and above it. And it was, uh, that is really immersive the That's way cool. they did that. Because you made a video on the new information on Quest 3 mm -hmm. and you mentioned uh, Space Trainer, I think it is, uh, and the color path or and the pass through aspect where you could bump into each other. But this has some depth ability that it can share that information so that someone else has something in their play space that's going to interfere. You both see it. Did you yeah. get to test any of that kind of stuff or is it just single player? I got to do some multiplayer, but it wasn't anything that would quite interact with the environment yet. Okay, we so nothing did... like what you. Yeah, yeah. We didn't get to test that aspect, but we did get to play a multiplayer mixed reality game with four people where we all saw a stage in front of us, but we could each move the stage to our own needs. So like we could turn it or change it kind of like Demio lets you change the board game and that doesn't change it for everyone. But the idea is that, yeah, you will be able to play Demio, pin the board game in one spot. And for everyone, that board game would appear to be in the exact same spot. So that would be nice. Yeah, that definitely would make a big difference for maintaining the illusion of, oh, they're in my room with me playing. Right. Instead of, you know, oh, there they just glitched through the wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I, haven't, I haven't played any multiplayer past through, so I don't even know what it ends up being like, but I imagine that this will make it a lot easier for me getting into it and other people. Mm. Yeah, it's really exciting. And that's that's kind of all the questions we gleaned from the Discord. So at this point, we'll kind of just go back and forth between Nat and Lip. What are your questions? And I'll answer them as best as I can. Uh, Nat, what have you got? Well, I'm wondering, does the color pass through? Is this really a must-use feature? Does the Quest 3 make it that much better? Or is it still kind of gimmicky with those Quest 3 games? Because with things we've seen before with like Quest 2, like playing Demio, like you mentioned, it's kind of like not good enough to be something you'd actually use. Can you tell us? more about yeah it will not be gimmicky if the developers take this and run with it i could easily see the quest 3 being looked at more as an ar headset in six months mm -hmm. than a vr headset it will still have vr capability it'll still do everything that quest 2 did but if the developers start making fully fledged mixed reality games, people are going to see this as a completely different thing than they see the quest now because of the depth sensor because of the way it can anchor points in the room your home environment is now going to be your home plus whatever virtual objects you decide to add. Mm. You could put a, a radio player on one wall that would always be there. Your friend enters your home, sees that radio player on the wall, and can come over and change the music on it if they want to. Wow. Your table that is your dining room could have your have a flower plant that you just think looks really pretty that's always there whenever you show up in your home environment. You can customize your home. Wow. So it's it's wild what it's going to be able to do. But the question is that we don't know still, will that home environment actually be shareable to where it looks like they're inside your home with you? Or will they see a home environment with the stuff mm. you've added, but not see your actual room? And that mm. gets into some whole privacy issues. Like yeah. you probably have to enable sharing because that would be sharing literally the inside of your home instead yeah. of your virtual yeah, environment. Like stuff everywhere. Like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's the possibilities that this is adding. Mm -hmm. So it's it's huge. 
that it could do this. And I do think that if they really lean into this, people aren't going to think of the Quest 3 as an, as a VR headset anymore. They'll still probably call it that because nobody knows what the heck anything is. But it will truly be the first mainstream XR headset there is. Mm. Steal the thunder from Apple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, I honestly think that's kind of what they're trying to do here. They're yeah. coming in at this with something mm-hmm. so much cheaper, and yet it looks good through it yeah. that they might be people might see like Apple's the top end of this new XR, MR, AR world, and the Quest Three might be the cheap end. Mm. Yeah, one seventh the price. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to know. About the games, I don't know if you know anything about Mm -hmm. games, but maybe you asked someone there, but Quest 3, are we getting any exclusive games? Are we getting games that are going to technically run on Quest 2, but are going to be designed for Quest 3? I assume Asgard's Wrath is going to be one of those kinds of games, but... So, the... So far, it looks like they're trying to make sure that every game still supports Quest 2. But what is going to be different is it seems like most games are going to now either be MR games or they're going to have an MR mode that's separate that you can also play. So those might be capable of being played on the Quest 2, but you're going to have that black and white grainy pass through with its distortion, where when you play on the Quest 3, it's going to shine like it's supposed to. We've seen, we got to play some Stranger Things and we Mm -hmm. got to see a mode where you saw a portal show up in your home where you were at that started bringing in all these creepy objects that you were trying to fight. Uh, We saw the new, so like the new first contact, it's called first encounters. That is this thing that puts you inside your home and this little alien spaceship shows up and you start trying to shoot the aliens. And whenever you miss and a ball hits the wall inside your home, it breaks a hole in the wall that you see into this virtual environment past it now. Ooh. So I think that there's going to be all the games still coming for both, but I think a lot of games are going to either start adding an MR mode or they're going to switch to MR like Demio. Their ideal way probably to show off this game will now be mixed reality. Mm. It's going to change the landscape, but I do think eventually it'll get to a point where we'll start to see some Quest 3 only titles and that'll be a sign that Quest 2 is going to get cut off soon. Mm. Do you think that the mixed reality updates these games are going to get are going to be compatible on Quest 2 still or is this going to require that much extra processing that they don't do it or because it just looks like not good mm. with the gray that they just don't do it because my thinking is are is quest pro going to somehow get left in the dust when people start making things for quest 3 specs because i'm under the impression the quest 3 is more powerful than the quest pro it is it has it looks like it's going to have less ram but that new snapdragon xr2 gen yeah. 2 <laughs> processor is much better because the mm. Quest 2 got the Gen 1, the Quest Pro got the Gen 1 Plus. This is truly a new processor that is much mm. more powerful. Mm. I There's a rumor going around that they're designing a Quest Lite. So it might be that they make something lower priced that has the same color pass through that then becomes the replacement mm. for the Quest 2 and it's a lot cheaper. Mm. And then there's also a rumor that there's something they're partnering with LG that would be a top end headset that would essentially replace the Quest Pro, be better than the Quest 3, but also be like $2,000 to like compete with Apple probably. So we might see a sudden fracturing where there's Jeez. multiple headsets from one company again. Now that we're actually getting into where it looks like this is going to start to become a race, which it hasn't yeah. been for years. Meta's yeah. been monopolizing it. It is so interesting how like things are happening so rapidly now. It's like we had like nothing for the longest time. Like on the podcast, we had like news and we'd be like, not much. And now there's like all <laughs> this stuff going on. 
Mm-hmm. I want to yeah. know, does the Quest 3 support 5G network and are there benefits over the current like hotspotting that you can do? So that was something that we'd seen in the news earlier that it looked like it was going to support 2.4 gigahertz, 5 gigahertz, 6 gigahertz, and 5G. I didn't get any confirmation of this there. I wasn't allowed to Mm -hmm. go tear through the settings and see what I could find. So I'm not positive or I'm not positive that's a feature that they're going to announce that only goes to the bigger model since it's going to be a higher price. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It would be great to get some reliable 5G network on this thing so that you wouldn't have to be on wi-fi anymore you could take it anywhere you want any friend's Mm. house even outside and you could just play this headset but i have got no confirmation of that sadly Mm. so i'm curious to add to that because playstation did this with the vita when it first came out and they offered i think it was 3g or something at the time uh (laughs) but there was a special model that you could get to play online on your vita and you had to buy the special model and it was more expensive and it only ever worked with Verizon in the States. And every single person at the press conference just went quiet as soon as it said Verizon. And I'm like, is this that again? Is this going to be it only works in the States only, you know, works with this one company and you got to pay extra like you pay for the smartwatches just to be able to do what I can already hotspot my phone to do right now with mm. slightly better performance. Like <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised to see an announcement that Meta's partnering with one of the cellular companies to make this possible and then that will just <laughs> shorn sh- that'll just shoehorn everyone to that specific cell phone provider if they want to have this feature. I would hate to see that happen. But I do think that if they wanted to have this thing be able to support 5G and go anywhere, they'd have to partner with someone. And I doubt it wouldn't I doubt it wouldn't have some sort of exclusivity to mm-hmm. it. But yeah, unfortunately, it's something we have no idea still. I feel like we're really moving in the direction that we've kind of been seeing on the horizon of headsets becoming kind of the next cell phone. Like mm-hmm. it's gonna be the new technology that people are using all the time we're just just starting to get there it's very interesting i hope it's going to be just exciting and nice instead of frustrating and awful (laughs) i I think the one thing that stands in their way from that being a real reality is battery life Mm because for sure uh, i'm sorry Mm -hmm. but like a device that i'm going to use like my phone it's got to be like either super sleek to put on take off for short experiences or it's got to have eight hours battery life because That's the Mm -hmm. biggest difference between playing on a PlayStation VR or like a PC VR headset that's always connected is it's always good to go. And Mm -hmm. with my Quest 2, it's like, oh, I start having a good time to get set up. I start having fun. And it's like, oh, I got an hour and a half. And then it's giving me all the warning signs. And I'm like, oh, it'll be good. I'll just just play a little bit more. Just play a little more. And then, oh, it dies. I didn't save. We need (laughs) a huge innovation in either battery or wireless power capabilities to get to that next level. But that's exactly it. Batteries become too heavy and too big Mm -hmm. if you try and pack them on your face. And that's why Apple opted to have a battery pack in your pocket. But then you're wired. Mm-hmm. I think I think That's Bobo VR has got the best idea with the battery on the back of the, the headset to add like the balancing of weight anyway. But and mm-hmm. swappable. That's the key to so yeah, many other swappable. straps. That you That's the one thing Elite them. didn't do. Yeah. The biggest concern that I was curious about, because honestly, I want to save money, is the storage mm-hmm. space. And mm-hmm. with apps getting bigger and bigger and now mixed reality being a portion of this, do you think the current file sizes of Quest 3 or Quest 2 games is going to carry over? Or because they now have this 512 gigabyte uh, model out there that we're going to just see games that are going to be like, oh, this takes up 70 gigabytes and I can't have more than two of them on my Mm. 128. 
Is that going to be like an issue? Because if you had a 64 gigabyte right now, you would be struggling hard. And that's where the Quest 2 launched. Yes. And everyone else forgot that. I swear the Quest 2 launched at the 64 and a 256. And like a year later, six months later, they introduced a 128 and replaced the 64 at the same price point. I really think we're going to see the same thing happen here. We're going to have a 128 and a 512. Some period of time from now, there's going to be a 256 that's going to replace the 128. And everyone who has that 128 is going to kind of regret getting it. Mm. So what does that mean? Do you buy the 128 now and upgrade later? No not at 500 bucks. Do you buy the 512 at the higher price? The last leak we saw claims it's 650. Or do you hold out and see if they offer the 256 at the same price, the 128? That personally has to go up to each person in their finances. But me personally, mm-hmm. I would not recommend getting a 128 because we're about to get Asgard's Wrath. We're about to get Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. These are both games that I imagine from what I've seen from the trailers would be at least 20 gigabytes or something close to it. So you're going to be filling that thing up so fast. I really was surprised they didn't just go straight to a 256. Mm, Yeah. It's probably for financial reasons. They need to incentivize the 512. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. People are going to have to go for that. I feel like so, like there's so many new things coming out, especially with meta. It's like just, oh, we'll just wait till the next one. Just wait till the next one. But then it's like, well, then you're just never going to upgrade because like there's always something better coming. It makes it kind of difficult. Speaking of that, the Quest 1 basically is obsolete at this point. You know, people can still play it, but they're like dropping support right and left for stuff for Quest 1. How quickly do you think it's going to be until Meta stops selling Quest 2s, stops supporting Quest 2s? What are your thoughts there? My hopes with these rumors of a Quest Lite coming is that they will replace the Quest 2 when they do it. That they will not just suddenly drop the Quest 2, say, oh, you got to upgrade to a Quest 3. They'll offer a solution. And I think that it makes sense because they're going to continue selling the Quest 2 for $300. They're going to sell the Quest 3 for five or $600. So it makes sense that at those price points, they need to offer a cheaper option, but one that will have the full color mixed reality pass through that will be capable enough to keep up with the Quest 3 to where games can go to all of them. And we might see a model kind of like the PlayStation where you got the PlayStation Lite, the PlayStation pro and developers make a version that goes to each one rather than it being like oh that's a quest 3 game and you can't play it on quest 2 i hope but i have no confirmation that's exactly (laughs) what's going to happen but it seems like at that price point they would have to do that so with that being said do you think that the quest 3 as it launches is going to be sold at a loss like the quest 2 was because i remember Mm -hmm. like meta was losing a lot of money with each headset to try to get into the whole vr space but as a potential customer i'm like well, well, definite customer, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, I'm wondering, okay, how much money is the profit margins this time around? Am mm-hmm. I getting a significantly more expensive device and that's why it costs more? Or am I getting the equivalent of what the Quest 2 cost before, but now it costs me more money? I would bet you with times changing and products advancing, I would bet that $500 in the Quest 3 is close. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a loss, but I don't think it's a humongous loss. That XR2 Gen 2 processor is probably the most expensive piece, but if it's got 8 gigs of RAM, storage prices have dropped immensely. Mm -hmm. I believe that $500 for their manufacturing, shipping, advertising, it could come close to, to meeting it. 
but if it was 400 or especially if it was 300, I would imagine they were losing a significant amount of money. Mm -hmm. I think about like phones, some of the newer phones that have pretty similar specs to this are still running 800 to a thousand dollars, but they are usually making some money on those phones. So mm -hmm. I, I have to guess that it's close or it's losing a bit, but not like the <laughs> Quest 2 because that was years ago. That was $300 and all these yeah. prices on storage and chips and everything was higher. So yeah, right. I think they were losing a lot on the Quest mm -hmm. 2. Mm -hmm. I want to know too about the capacity of the Quest 3 to play like really fancy games. Like would it be able to run Half-Life Alex? Is it comparable to the PSVR 1 at this point? How is it in comparison? I want to say from what I got to test that it's slightly better than the PSVR one. That's hard to know though, because I could be looking at games that were heavily optimized and were using draw distances that you couldn't really tell. Like it's not like I got to play Skyrim on this, but that's what I was curious the... about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, can, it, can this thing run Skyrim? Can I can I raise the bar that high? I think it could run PSVR one Skyrim. I I if it was optimized for it, it would have to probably be re-optimized, but I think it could by what I've seen so far. I mean, it. some of these games you could see a long ways. When I was in Assassin's Creed on the buildings, it was like, wow, I can actually, it felt like one of the first open world games on Quest. It felt like it was actually at that level. It, would the eight gigs of RAM get in the way though? Maybe. I think Half-Life Alex, if Valve were to actually partner up, which I don't see happening, and re-release it, you know, probably with lower quality textures, probably with some details, well, maybe the physics engine couldn't be quite as powerful. I think it would be possible, but it definitely wouldn't be the version we're all used to playing on PC. It would be a little bit dumbed down. Yeah, that's pretty impressive if it could get close. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the Valve is super intense about optimizing things to get things yeah. working. No one else is making anything Half-Life Alex quality when Half-Life Alex came out. Everyone's like, where did they get this power from? Mm -hmm. How is this possible? How are these visuals the way they are? So, but going on with that, then, is there any games that you're sort of wishing now that you have this color pass through and this better power that we can maybe get on the Quest 3? Maybe games already out. Maybe just dream up of the best game ever. Demio 2. There's been a dream of mine personally that I've said for years since VR became a thing that I was like, someday they're going to pull this off. And what I would love to see if they finally make a compatible steering wheel with the Quest 3, what I would love to do is that depth sensor can now sense where things are at. I would love to see it cut off the world right past the steering wheel. So you mm -hmm. could see your actual hands, the mm -hmm. actual steering wheel, mm -hmm. but the rest of it looks like you're inside of a Ferrari on a racetrack and you're and you're playing like that because once we can merge the point where you can use your real hands to interact with mm. anything in the VR world, but it can be virtual beyond it, it's going to be a total game changer. Yeah. And I'm hoping sure. that depth sensor would maybe give it the capability to figure out, okay, you go in the settings, you say, okay, anything beyond three feet cut off and it would let you still have anything closer than that. I don't know if that's possible at all, but that's kind of been something from the start that I'm like, I want actual mixed reality and that would be yeah. actual mixed reality. Yeah. For now, it's still the other way more. You're seeing the real world with virtual objects placed inside of that. Mm -hmm. But I would love to be able to just have my physical body and what I'm interacting with near me show when the rest of the world is gone from it, which would, that be, would really, be really cool. Yeah, Sounds advanced. <laughs> yeah, it's something I think like the Vario XR headsets are capable of, but those are, you know, $6,000. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know that we're there. <laughs> Speaking of like having your hands and your body in the virtual world, do you think the Quest 3 is going to have better 
or I guess you maybe were able to test this out. Does the Quest 3 have better hand tracking than Quest 2? Because Quest 2 was a little rough. Unfortunately, it's still all the same sensors. Like, they, yes, they're better sensors, but they're still all on your head looking out. So occlusion mm. is still an issue with your, whether it's your arm that gets in the way. The Quest 3 is using an interesting system where it's constantly tracking your hands, even when you're using the controllers. And okay. that's how they got around having tracking rings. Because basically, no matter what mm. way your hand is positioned, it's tracking your hand a little bit, the controller a little bit and kind of simulating that the only app i got to use hand tracking with was stranger things and the way they designed it in that was not great it Ow. was the problem was i reached out to grab stuff mm -hmm. with my palm but they wanted me to reach out and point with my finger to grab stuff oh. which feels really weird to like point your hand out with your finger and then try to grab it feels like you should use your palm so that yeah. could be a small thing they can probably tweak and fix but it was driving me crazy and just making hand track feeling not great overall so I think it's going to run about the same, maybe a little better, but developers have to think about what's the yeah. most natural way to use hand tracking still and pointing at something to grab it makes no, no sense. No, we got to get the developers of gosh, what is the game with the finger guns? I always rogue ascent. <laughs> yes. Oh, we yeah, got to get yeah. those guys to to make a game for Quest 3. <laughs> I'm sure a they standardized are. interface for all hand tracking controls mm -hmm. that people could just program like it's a regular controller and be like, yeah. here you go. We figured it out for you. Just use this. Here's here's the whole developer settings. This is what you do. Do it any other way and people will hate it. Just do it this way. Yeah. Uh, I feel <laughs> like a lot of VR things should be should be done that way nowadays just to standardize it all. Whenever I play a game and it's like, oh, we decided to give you snap turning and teleporting. I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, where where Nobody are we at right that. now? <laughs> I will say though, I tested the the new I guess they have a new menu system they've added to the quest too, uh, where it's all like you, you can touch the things on the menus. And I was like, it was like 99% accuracy in terms of hand tracking using that. The only problem was, and this is the problem I had with virtual desktop, and I feel like is the forever impeding problem with hand tracking is, okay, I set up the menu and now I'm, I'm scrolling on Facebook, my hands are down, whatever. I lift up my hand to scratch my ear. Oh, it thinks I grabbed the window and now that window oh. is like now completely out of my view. <laughs> Okay. And it's like, well, you know, if my if I'm playing a game that I'm constantly using my hands and I I played, I went back in and tested the hand physics lab simulator, whatever it is, uh, because I haven't played that since it came out. Uh, well, since the uh, official store version came out. And I was like, this works way better than when I tested it back then. So I'm kind of like, you know, maybe maybe it's just Meta's doing so many behind the scenes things with updates that I'm just going to turn it on one day and I'm going to be like, this is how I want to play games now. Uh, so I guess the next question here is all about accessories, because let's be honest, the Quest probably has the most accessories I've ever seen for a video game device since the Nintendo Wii. And <laughs> with that being said, the Quest 1 accessories don't work with the Quest 2. And I'm guessing the Quest 2 accessories aren't going to work with the Quest 3. I know that Bobo VR have announced their adapter conversion kit thing. So thankfully, we're going to have sounds like pretty close to day one, a, compa a good head strap to put on the headset. Uh, what do you think of other accessories and like any kind of compatibilities? I mean, I got to assume the golf clubs and the gun stocks are no go, but. Well, the some of them still worked with the Quest Pro, which is pretty close to the same control. It feels like it's the exact same controller shape. So anything that attaches just to the bottom of a controller might still work. There's golf clubs that do that. There's gun stocks that do that. And you got the pretty much the same wrist straps from the Quest 2. And so it's the ones that actually use the wrist strap to like wrap around and attach. Those could still work. It's just anything that relied on the tracking ring to attach wouldn't work. So I would say not only 
the these new Bobo VR straps that they announced will have an adapter kit, but anything that attaches from the bottom of a controller will likely work. Cases obviously can work because it just fits in there the same way. And there are also other companies announcing right now that they have accessories already almost ready to be sold. Zyber has some. So they must have either sent out Quest 3s or models of them, specs of them to where these companies could start these ahead of time. So I think we'll see a bunch of accessories flood into the market on the first month, honestly. It's good to hear. <laughs> so I'm yeah. curious now then, is the battery cover the same on a Quest 2 as on the Pro? Because if you have like a charging thing for your controllers, will that still work? So the battery door, it's it's batteries in the Quest 3 again, in the controllers, just like the Quest 2 and unlike the Quest Pro. So there's no charging port on there. The door is very similar to the design, except now instead of pushing in really hard at the top to try and get it off, there's a little button where you press that button and then you slide the door off. So it seems like it should be a bit more secure now. Although in one of the dancing games that I was playing really fast and intense, I did manage to unlock one of the battery doors again. Oh no! An, an old familiar feeling I hated. <gasps> It might have been because I was messing with the button beforehand. Uh, it may have stayed on if I hadn't been doing that. But it's it's close enough that it's different enough that I don't think anything that replaced the battery door on the Quest 2 will replace the battery door on the Quest mm -hmm. 3. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, the controller in hand feels really close to the Quest 2. It just doesn't have the tracking ring. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to I'm gonna have to take my batteries out of the Quest 2 or Quest 3 controller and put it in the Quest 2 controller. So that can... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering if it will still be a thing to be able to sideload apps on the quest three is that it's running the same os it's got okay. the usb port so all of that should be the same nothing <laughs> really should change there uh that that obviously isn't fully confirmed by anybody yet but it's got the same operating systems the same design so there really shouldn't be any changes when it comes to anything like that that's good uh, so this is probably one of the biggest questions anyone wants to know, but what is the biggest thing versus a Quest 2 that makes a Quest 3 a next next step in, in Meta's VR endeavors? <laughs> it's the visuals. It's those lenses in working with those screens. By far, that's going to be the biggest thing you're going to notice when you put it on your head is the visuals look way better. In the menus, the text looks clear. Everything looks good. Yes, there's still a little bit of screen door effect if you really look for it. It still has some of the downfalls that the Quest Pro had, like there's an edge of light around the lenses that you can kind of notice for some reason, something to do with the way those lenses are designed and how the light refracts. But overall, biggest upgrade by far is going to be the visuals, which is what most people want. Secondly, a little bit on the comfort side, you'll notice that the weight, although it's not lower, it's closer to your face. The thinness of the headset now, along with the controllers not having tracking rings, I found it hard to purposely hit myself in the face. Mm. Like it, you can get really close to your face now, and that that headset is close enough that you're not hitting it. It's hard to accidentally hit it. That's nice. <laughs> so those two things, but definitely everyone's <laughs> going to get in and they're going to be talking about the visuals day one on this mm. thing. So it's not nice. just the pass through then. This is this is a full graphical wow factor mm -hmm. too. Yeah, the pass through will add, it'll depend more on apps. That's the problem with the pass through. People mm -hmm. will be like, oh, the pass through is really good, but ultimately pass through doesn't matter too much if there's not game supporting. Because it's not like you're going to walk around your house with a Quest three on and pass through for no reason. 
There has to be a reason mm. you have the headset on your head in the first place. So that's really going to come down to can developers quickly figure out what kind of games are great and pass through and will make people play it in that mode instead of just playing it in VR. Well, I'm happy Virtual Desktop has an amazing pass-through feature where you can plant your screen wherever you want and it'll remember mm -hmm. where that screen is so you can walk to the other side of the room and the TV is still exactly where you put it. <laughs> yes, novelty, that, extremely, extremely yeah. novelty because the TV's right in front of me anyway, but... <laughs> <laughs> but, still, but that's it's the like, I can here. make it bigger. Yeah, yep. the, with the depth sensor, with the room mapping, it's better at all of that. And there was still some moments that Mixed Reality tried to glitch a little bit and it would snap back to where it was. But for the most part, it's just it seems so much better at remembering the room with it that I, I was really happy about that. Well, it sounds like a lot of those things that may be still finicky are going to be fixed with updates as time goes on and they better understand all the technology because it's. You know, with with that being said, uh, you know, like what is what is the lifespan that you're expecting this Quest 3 to be until they go and they give us a Quest 4? I know with the Quest 1 to Quest 2, it was so short that mm -hmm. pretty much anyone that bought a Quest 1 felt like they got ripped off a little bit. Right. Uh, with Quest 2, I see people constantly posting on the groups. They just got a Quest 2. And I'm like, oh, why did you get a Quest 2 right now? But, <laughs> you know, if you go on. Facebook Marketplace in Canada right now, I can find Quest 2s with expensive head straps, even the Bobo VR head strap, uh, not the battery one for this price, but I saw for $250, $250 Canadian. Wow. That's, you know, that's less than $200. Like, this is probably mm -hmm. like $170. I'm sure in the States, you can go on Marketplace right now and find them for $150. You know, like... It, it's it, it's if you're just getting into VR, it's hard to be like, oh, buy this way more expensive headset that's, you know, it's going to look better. But the thing to me, though, is like if, if the Quest 3 is going to be, you know, a year and a half and we got Quest 4 or something else is going to come and, and take it over, you know, that that makes it a lot harder to commit to that you know, ultimately bigger price point. <laughs> I have to make guesses here because I don't have any insider information towards any of that. But I will say with the quality of the Quest 3, I would expect it to be two years before we see a replacement, which apparently in the VR life cycles a long time. <laughs> Wouldn't have guessed that. But if they're really going to follow a model where they make a light and they make a super high end headset, it mm -hmm. wouldn't really make sense to make a Quest 4 in the next year. The yeah. only thing that kind of worries me that people mentioned is if there's only eight gigs of RAM in it, they think that a lot of people say that's too low. So they think maybe it's only going to last a year till the next one. But I can't imagine <sighs> with everything that I've seen in this that it would be one year. I really think it'll be two before yeah. something else. They'll probably launch a Quest Lite next year if they're going to. They'll probably launch the Quest Pro 4, whatever the heck they're going to call it, uh, also to try and compete with Apple in the meantime. But I don't think we'll see another. Well, I don't think we'll see a Quest 4 for two years. At least I hope. That's, a, that that's my one concern is their like business model. Like if their yeah. business model is selling headsets and as soon as the Quest 3 doesn't hit the monthly sales target, oh, time for Quest 4. And they mm. basically just find these, you know, 25% VR enthusiasts and keep getting them for a new headset every year and yeah. a half. Mm -hmm. that, that's my one concern that they'll do because, you know, as, yes, Quest 1 to Quest 2 is short, but, uh, you know, Quest 2 to 3 has been, like you said, pretty long time, but they still had the pro in between that. And like we had all the COVID stuff that's got to put things, you know, behind. So maybe they had always intended a year and a half every time with the headsets. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I really hope and think two years. I think they'll launch other headsets next year that are top and bottom end, but mm -hmm. I don't think they'll replace this for two years. But if I'm wrong, come back and tell me in a year. <laughs> 
So the Quest, the Quest Three Pro is coming out next year, and it's going to have sixteen <laughs> gigabytes RAM. Oh Maybe, God. and it might, but it might be the two thousand dollar thing. So yeah, if that's, that that's, comes that's, out, I would. That's how they'll do it. <laughs> yeah. I want to know for those that have the PS5 and haven't yet gotten the PSVR2, would you recommend those people to get a PSVR2 or a Quest 3? Ooh. I I hate to say it cuz I feel like I'm betraying PSVR in a way. But <laughs> I knew you'd do so it. F- I knew you'd say it. <laughs> so far the PSVR2 just keeps doing the same old crap that we dealt with with one. We're getting yeah. games dropped that aren't ready, that are not great, that are glitching. And the biggest thing about the PSVR 2, the the big things is one, it's got a wire and two, it's got the old Fresnel lenses, which once you try pancake lenses, Mm -hmm. it is hard to go back to those lenses. Yeah. So I would say you're going to have to watch the games and kind of decide what's got the exclusive you want to play. But for the most part, I think the Quest 3 is going to be where it's at for the next year. I think it's going to be the most revolutionary. And the PSVR 2 has a black and white pass through that I don't think anyone's going to be making mixed reality for. So -hmm. if you want to be on the cutting edge of what mixed reality is going to be doing, it's going to be the Quest 3. I'm so sad. I was so excited for PSVR 2 and I just feel like they have failed us. (laughs) I feel that way a little bit too. I'm hoping there's some good big games coming out next month, but so far it feels like every big game it like launches and I just see terrible stuff about it. It's like, this was wrong. This was wrong. This isn't ready. And you see the developers apologizing on Twitter saying they're going to change and fix it. So I don't know. I'm I'm struggling. Firewall game came out hyped. This could be the best VR game ever. Comes out, yep. I can't get into a match. Doesn't work. Matchmaking system's broken. Switchback mm-hmm. was the same thing. I feel like Synapse has been the only game that people are like, this is delivering on the PSVR 2 promise. So I I think Quest 3, there's just more people developing for Quest. There's going to be more things for Quest. Yeah. And it has a huge library of old games where the PSVR 2 didn't bring over the whole PSVR yeah. 1 library. Yeah. So they didn't bring like any of them. Options. Yeah. yeah. There's, so there's a few. Sad. Yeah, and, but, and you have yeah. to pay an upgrade fee. Like I, on a lot I'm of them, have yeah. games that I bought on. I was gonna say, Walkabout Mini Golf came out how long ago? It's still getting you free updates, DLC mm-hmm. updates. I bet you on Quest Three, it's gonna get some pass through mixed reality updates. Going to be insane. Like you know, it's 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 getting to a point where it's like you're gonna make me buy stuff again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. What else? What have we not talked about or covered here? So the. Uh, we talked about the 5G already, but now I'm curious mm. about the 6 gigahertz. Uh, and this has been something that I've always thought when dealing with headsets is, is there like, do you think 6 gigahertz is is powerful enough that they could have a cloud gaming service to give you PC VR graphics <laughs> streamed to the web? And I know there's already like cloud computing things like I think Shadow something that, that are doing these types of things to do like virtual desktop wireless streaming like that. But you know, my thought process is Sony's got this, whatever that portable system they're doing, you know, any any year with knowing that this already has the six gigahertz thing, could they literally just drop a headset that is just the basics and don't have to have any of the extra parts inside because it only does cloud gaming and then it can literally play PC VR level graphics on every app. I think maybe if you're on like Google Fiber or like the most reliable internet there is. The problem is I saw this thing on Instagram that was like demonstrating the differences between internets and it was like 2.4 gigahertz, 5 gigahertz, 6 gigahertz. And they were all a sewer pipe, a bigger and bigger sewer pipe, always with the same little stream running through it. And I kind of feel like that. Like we have great internet at home. It's like 1200 megs a second. It's Wi-Fi 6. 
and yet sometimes YouTube freezes up and just won't play a freaking video. It's like, mm -hmm. what is it about internet that even if you have the best wherever you're at, it still has problems. And so I just don't trust the gaming to it, especially mm -hmm. for something like VR that can't have latency, that yeah, can't freeze on you, true. Mm -hmm. that can't drop in graphical fidelity while your bandwidth is low because too many people are on. So I hope that that becomes a reality in the next few years. But like they even said, there might not be a PS5 because cloud gaming is just going to take over. It's like, there's going to be a PS6 at this rate. Like we just have not nailed down how to get reliable enough internet for everyone that cloud gaming is really a thing like a mm -hmm. mainstream thing. So I, think I don't part know of the what problem is take. where the servers are. Like if like mm -hmm. when, when Google mm -hmm. had the stadia, mm -hmm. there was a, there's a the Google server that's super near me and I got amazing 4k performance almost all the time when I played stadia. And then I see other people playing stadia and it was like, this is blocky mess. But then on <laughs> Xbox game pass, when I've, I have the TV app, the Samsung TV. And when I play that game pass, sometimes, Oh, perfect. New game comes out. Everyone's excited about. Oh, it, the, the entire <laughs> network just gets just not even just my Internet. It's clearly their side that is getting mm -hmm. slowed down, which causes pixelation everywhere. And then, mm. you know, it looks worse than a PS2 game because it's blocky. Yeah. yeah, it's you know, and that's the problem. I'm like, you know, when are we going to get to this like proper streaming thing? Like, how can I stream Netflix in 4K on 20 devices in my house at once? And it has no problem. But, mm -hmm. you know, like you said, our YouTube video screws up and then you can't watch YouTube. And you're like, why can't? Why is this not working? What's buffering? Yeah, it's so basic. This is it's Google. So basic. Like. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think cloud gaming isn't there. So I don't think we're going to see it in many VR headsets until it until we can at least nail it down on flat games. There's mm -hmm. no way VR can do it well. True. Wishful thinking for 10 years from now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, so for those that have the Quest 2, is there anything that the Quest 2 does better apart from obviously it's probably not going to be as expensive or, you know, people already have it. Mm -hmm compared to the quest three i'd have to test we didn't get to play beat saber i do wonder <laughs> about that tracking without the rings mm -hmm. i do wonder if the quest two will still be better for beat saber weirdly there's been some leaks that have said the quest three has an 18 ppd that's pixels per degree of view when the quest two had 20 hmm. i don't know how that's possible i feel like that's got to be because they're measuring it some weird way because clearly the quest three looked a lot clearer than the quest two when i was in it maybe that's some pancake lens magic or something but once we see a teardown, hopefully someone will explain that a little better. But beyond that, there there's nothing. It's not like the Quest 1 to Quest 2 where it's like, oh, the strap is worse and it's LCD now. And it's not like everything about the Quest 3, in my opinion, from what I've seen so far is an upgrade short of we need to see some better tracking demos to see if the tracking has issues. And different environments, too, because, you, you, you know, they're perfectly mm -hmm. created environment. Oh, it tracks great. Perfect. And then mm -hmm. you get home and you're like, oh, well, if you have a mirror in the room, yeah, yeah it's not going to track well. You, you can't have too many lights. But you can't have too little lights, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it could, could be all sorts of things. And I, I remember, you know, the Quest 1, you know, it, sometimes I had issues where I had really bad tracking to the point where I bought the IR light and always used it mm -hmm. uh, with the... Quest 2, I seldomly ever used that IR light, even in like a dark room. Like my TV being on is more than enough to give it perfect tracking or close enough perfect tracking. Yeah. So yeah. it will be interesting in that regard. And I guess the, the if you already have the accessories, you know, maybe if you, you know, your golf club's not going to work on the on the Quest 3, maybe you just chill mini golf on, on the Quest 2. And, you know, and I guess another point could be said too is storage space. If you already have a 256 Quest 2, 
mm-hmm. and you're and you're getting and you're being cheap. You know, the the price that you could sell your Quest 2 for is basically the price difference between getting the 512. So maybe you keep, keep the Quest 2 mm. and you have, you know, all your accessories, types games on the Quest 2. And honestly, for battery life, oh, I could just swap it up. PC VR gaming, no issue. Quest dead, boom, Quest 2, Quest 2 dead, boom, Quest 3, you know, cycle through the headsets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that I think that there's going to be a lot more people that keep their quest two instead of selling it to get one because a lot of people see it now as the opportunity to like play multiplayer together and yes, stuff. yeah i've seen so, a lot honest. of people talking about that mm-hmm. it's just it's just not yeah. worth anything i'm like i'm like hey, if i'm only gonna get 200 dollars for this thing i'd rather just keep it <laughs> like yeah, yeah. It's, worth the, it's too cool to me that i can accept that it's only worth 200 dollars. i'm like yeah this does everything like even if I already have one that does the exact same thing, but better, I still feel like this does everything. So I'm like, uh, you know, yeah. you can't can't buy a standalone like a Switch right now. It's like, oh, you, you're lucky to get an OLED for that price. So or not right. an OLED, sorry, the, the light, let alone yeah. like the, the main console. So it's like this thing can like I can literally play GameCube games on Dolphin with decently awesome graphics on this device. Like it, so many functions. And, you know, I guess that's all the side loading stuff. But I still have my Quest 1 that I've not used at all in several years. <laughs> uh, that being said, though, uh, speaking of all that too many headsets, should Quest <laughs> Pro users upgrade to the Quest 3 mm. or have they they peaked out and they don't they don't need this the, the improved snapdragon it's gonna depend if games run better because of that and also the quest pro only runs at 90 hertz and you get 120 in the quest 3 it definitely going from the quest pro to the quest 3 it feels like a sidestep you've lost the uh, eye tracking the face tracking so if you're using social apps you're not gonna have that anymore the quest pro i find very comfortable not everyone does i think it's still a little more comfortable probably than the quest 3 but otherwise the visuals look just as good if not better red matter 2 i got to check out a demo and it looked as good on the quest 3 as it did on the quest pro with foveated rendering wow which is that's impressive Yeah, that's a big deal that it could Mm -hmm. pull that off without having the ability to do foveated rendering. So that new processor is putting in work. Uh, I think that there's not really if you had a Quest Pro, you could at least wait and see if they make a 256 for the same price. But the other thing is, if you have a Quest Pro and you get the Quest 3, you can bring your Pro controllers along with you and get that good tracking. So it Mm -hmm. might make sense. What I'm wondering now is... Is there so so like realistically Quest Pro already has the the color pass through mm-hmm. and you know it's already much got worse, you know imp- it's it's much worse it's it's so the color pass through on the Quest Pro is much worse <laughs> it's much wow okay I didn't know that uh, so my yeah. my question then is if there is a reality that a Quest Three Pro comes out this time next year hmm. do you think that a pro user should wait with the anticipation of getting that hmm. quest 3 pro or is it you know time to just say okay quest pro give me whatever i can get on it marketplace and i'm moving on from you <laughs> that is a tough one i think that the the problem is i think if they make a quest pro 3 next year that's going to compete with apple it's going to be way more money probably $2,000 yeah. or better. So I, mean, I if they would could say afford the first quest one or the first quest pro and they could afford anything as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. The only other option I would say, if you can sell your quest pro for more than a quest three and get the quest three instead, hmm. you, there might be things you miss, but I think that the quest three is pass through. If you care about pass through, the pass through is so much better on the three. 
Mm. It's so much better. And there's going to be games coming that are going to be specializing for the three. So we're probably going to not see a lot of games care about foveated rendering when it's only on the pro now. So, yeah, I think the Quest Pro is going to get left behind eventually. And even now, it's, that developers it's... aren't going to want to make apps for the 5000 people that own a Quest Pro. <laughs> yeah, surprise. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll shoot through a couple quick things in my notes that we didn't really cover in question so we can wrap this up. The facial interface it's got adjustments in it now. So there's no more glasses spacer. We kind of knew about that. But for those wondering how mm. it works, there's buttons in each side. You have to press the button and then you can pull or push it out. There's four different settings and there's two buttons. So you kind of it's kind of awkward because technically you should push mm. both buttons, but then you don't really have another hand to pull the headset out. So you kind of like mm. adjust each side out one or two at a time to change that. Weird. It still snaps on and off. It doesn't seem like it's magnetic. The the controllers feel like Quest 2 controllers. They're lightweight. They're a lot lighter than the Quest Pro controllers. They do seem to have the better haptics the Quest Pro controllers had. Mm -hmm. So there's like the dual motors in there. They feel nicer. Uh, the audio sounded louder. I won't. I can't mm -hmm. say if it was necessarily better because I didn't get to try <laughs> a lot of things. But I think they brought over the speakers from the Quest Pro. They're a little bit bigger. They're a little mm -hmm. better. You're still not going to be rocking the most bassy music in the world. But I think that a lot less people will feel like they need an audio solution for the Quest 3 because I think it'll be good enough like the Quest Pro that you're like, okay, it's it's good enough. That's good. Uh, crossed, it finally supports Bluetooth properly. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many <laughs> things like that that you just think would be so easy and we just haven't done it I, yet. I, I remember putting Beat Saber on. I plugged my Bluetooth headset and I'm like, this is going to be perfect. I got my expensive headset, Bluetooth, awesome. No, Beat Saber is literally lagging on the screen because I have a Bluetooth <laughs> headset. I'm like, oh, what? No. It's not just even the audio. It's the game is not even working. I'm like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the last thing I will say, just like everything else, it's going to come down to the games and experiences. And this is one thing I got to got to give you some forewarning. Everything I got to try, which wasn't a lot, but nothing felt revolutionary or mind blowing. Everything seemed to have its own little glitches, its own little things that I was like, oh, no, are we in for another year of experience type games? Or are we finally going to start getting some big, huge games again? I hope so. I don't know. Well, with that, with that question or that statement there, I have the perfect final question that I've been thinking about until you mentioned it earlier. You got to play Assassin's Creed. You got to tell us about it. You got to tell <laughs> us about Assassin's Creed. Can't, can't, can't leave us on that. You just taste. Oh, I played Assassin's Creed. I'm like, tell me about it. It no was the one. Three, Assassin's Creed. <laughs> it was the one game from the demos that I felt like gave me some excitement because even though you're going through streets and you're blocked off from certain parts, it felt like I could see the whole city in the distance. It felt kind of like we're on the verge of real open world games again. The thing that bugged me about Assassin's Creed was the parkour was weird. Like that's a big mm. part of that game is navigating from place to place. And instead of like jumping and trying to land, you were like holding a button and then like doing a motion that would jump you from the next. And if you didn't do it well enough, mm. you wouldn't make the whole jump. Oh, that was kind of driving me crazy. And when I when I just tried to go postal on all the citizens in the city, it only let me kill like two before it respawned me and said, don't kill that's, citizens. That's Assassin's Creed. That is all, all Assassin's <laughs> that's Creed games thing. work. That's, that's Assassin's Creed because you can't change the history. You're replaying history. Mm. And historically, he didn't kill all those guys. So it considers that a game over. It's like, no, no, no. You're going back Dang to it. the Give me a dream slaughter world. mode where I can just go <laughs> yeah. kill the entire town if I want to. Oh but my the gosh. combat felt good that when you're actually killing people, that was cool. 
being on the rooftops and seeing the city in the distance and the skybox, all of that was really great. But it, it was like every game I played, there was some little thing that I was like, why did they make this choice with this? It's just still feels like we haven't figured out the blueprint for all VR games yet. And we need to hurry up and nail that down yeah. so that in every game, grip is how you climb. In Stranger Things, I was using A or X to grab things instead of the grip button. It was like, what? Who, who, who let this get through the cracks? That here? is terrible. I just don't understand. <laughs> like, you literally what? have a million people on YouTube that'll just give you free <laughs> advice on everything. Yeah. You talk to us for half an hour and ask how to make the controls and they'll fix your entire game for you. Yeah. Yep. Oh my gosh. We're Pressing still at the same problem. Grab things. That is so dumb. Yeah. This yeah, isn't it's... just like a normal flat game. Like what? Oh man. <laughs> yeah. But with that said, I will say the quest three, the, the crystal clear visuals are going to blow you away. The pass through is going to blow you away and the comfort is better, but I would still get a different strap. Mm. And that's just me. So that's probably Hello. your top things. And luckily mm -hmm. those are the things people care about the most. So yeah, more expensive accessories and more <laughs> mixed reality. <laughs> yes. With I'm all that this said, said, do you think you can wear this outside? Are we that, are we that I, far? Yet? I think it'll tell you not to, but I bet you can. <laughs> uh, I've worn the quest. Just walking down the street with this color pass there, just watching movies. <laughs> yeah, the, the big question is they always try to say, oh, the sun can damage the sensors on the outside. And like, is that true? I mean, you can take a camera on your phone outside and take pictures and it doesn't damage it. But are these sensors more sensitive to sunlight on the outside? Obviously, don't take it off and let the sun into the lenses. That's going to kill it. But can it actually yeah, damage the outside glass. sensors? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Any any last questions there, Nat? No. <laughs> Right, I, I got, I, I'll finish it off then. Are you more excited to get your own Quest 3 after trying it than you were before you got to put it on? Oh, definitely. I just can't nice. wait to, to so. do all the things I want to do and figure out mm. on it. Like it was very controlled environment. And so it was like, I can't just do whatever I want with this thing. And I want to do those things and see more. I Because I yes. also want to find its shortcomings. They had it set yeah. up in a good way where you didn't really get to. You didn't get to mm. find where it fails. And that's yeah. always what my re reviews are about. I want to find where something is not good. So people know that before they buy it rather than just hearing right. the things that are good. Yeah. You have, to, you have to see if those uh, those straps will bend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. The, test. They didn't let us try. Just, let's see if it works. <laughs> they didn't let us try the ones with the elite straps. They had us all try them stock, which which was good. I think that was like the right way to try it. But it did make me curious. I just got to see the elite straps sitting there. I didn't get to mess with them too much. So yeah, hopefully we'll try all that. We'll try the charge dock, the elite straps, the different colored editions. We'll try it all. Go for Grand Theft Auto. Oh God! I hope they announced that. They didn't. Just the life it. mystery. Five years from now, here it is. <laughs> yeah, it's finally time. Oh my God! Well, to all of you out there, ask whatever questions you want in the comments. I'll try to answer what more I can in the meantime. And obviously, there's a lot of information that's going to be out. But once the tenth comes, you'll have it in your own hands. And so, I'd love to know from you out there how many of you are going to just get it. How many of you are going to wait for reviews or see? I can't wait to review the rest of it for all of you and do what I can over on the JBrat channel. And of course, we'll be back on the podcast talking about it some more. But thank you once again for being here with us. And as always, if you've been thinking about VR, Quest 3 is almost here. Maybe it's time. Dive on in. Dive on in. <laughs> <laughs>